Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. <laughs> Welcome to Spooky Scouts. Welcome, welcome. Um, how's everyone doing? Everyone enjoying this lovely Sunday afternoon in winter? My allergies are super bad today, so I'm wearing a Don't Perceive Me sweatshirt. Just I love that hide. sweatshirt. Let me hide. <laughs> it's so nice. Thank I'm you. Just, I'm wearing cows stuff. It's great. It's great. It also gets dark at 4.30, so I'm going to have to put the chickens to bed again. Because that's, you know, this is a professional podcast, everyone. You okay. know we, I have to put my chickens we, to bed. We have a lot of fun when you leave us alone. I just end up going <laughs> off. And I have a lot to go off about when it comes to this book. It I know. very Kayla, bad. I just like, okay. Like, uh, Float Away with Lily did an amazing graphic um, for this book. And we really appreciate it. We'll, we'll talk about it in a moment. We need to start with our, with our um, current events. Any current events, Kayla? Oh, current event that I have is I don't know if any of my coworkers listen to this podcast, but the <laughs> the coworker that I've mentioned before that has the giant tower in his backyard. Yeah, I might, I might get to go to lunch with him this week, and he in, implied to me that he has a very interesting story about the a UFO he saw when he was little, and he's also like talked to people in the government about UFOs, and he has like convincing like conversations that he's had with people about it and i'm like let's go get lunch and maybe never return and you could tell Whoa. me all about that's this. wild so that's my current event is maybe that'll happen and i'll have some fun stories i'm very excited that's wild that's good that's yeah. a good a good contact right i'm thrilled and i think the only other thing was there was like a ufo sighted near me on thanksgiving and it was like a giant object that was flying over Harrisonburg, Virginia. No. And it was on next door because like Oh my god, it was on next door. And they're yeah. like it was like racism, racism, UFO, racism. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh by the way, let's see. The post. It was just from from Sue, who said, Did anybody see strange crafts over Harrisonburg on Thanksgiving Sue. night? And and River commented, Aliens are coming to Harrisonburg. And China commented, they are already here. And Sue said, appeared to be about 30 to 40 feet wide, darted left and right, zigzagging across east to west axis, as if defying physics. Then poof, straight up and gone. I should have turned on iPhone video, but... And then it got cut off. <laughs> but I will send you the picture because it's uh, not entirely convincing. Oh, old Sue. I'm not sure if I believe her. Yeah, but I don't know, Sue. That that's pretty close to home for me, you know. That is the, close on the next door app, like, and on Thanksgiving. What are they doing fire oh. on Thanksgiving? Here, I'll put it Who in knows? the video. It looks, I see it too. But like that, and it's supposed to be it. thirty to forty feet in size. That's pretty big. I don't. That's know, pretty big. I don't know if Sue understands like the scale of things, because to me, in that photo, that does not look thirty to forty feet. That's massive. Yeah, that looks that looks a lot bigger than that, personally, I believe. 
But Thanksgiving, the aliens were out and about. That's my <laughs> current events. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, thanks, Sue, for being an eyewitness. Thanks, Sue. You're a real one. Yeah. Jury said it was posted on the Reddit for close to where you live as well. Or Ooh, there we have a Reddit? There's a Reddit Apparently. for everything. Apparently, I just learned that there's three Seattle subreddits, and each of them is a different political leaning. <laughs> oh, no, you don't end up in the it wrong one. It goes from left, middle, to right. So uh, they're all different. Whoa. Everyone needs their own. It's like, great. Oh, boy. Yeah, interesting. Well, that's, I mean, that's interesting. Thanks, Sue. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Sue, on nextdoor.com slash Reddit. Yeah, I know. It looks like it was taken from outside, that picture. I don't know. I mean that what it looks interesting. I believe I believe Sue. It looks like doesn't look like a plane. Something I, else. I believe Sue, but I don't believe Sue that it's 30 to 40 feet wide. I don't know, Sue. I think maybe you're not good at measuring size. Maybe like 15 to 20. I don't know about 30 to 40. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So yeah, I don't have anything new and exciting except for I don't know. There's just been a bunch of like really depressing I feel like there's been a lot of really depressing uh, evolutions in our, the state of America. Ugh. Like, um, a bunch of, uh, quote unquote, uh, patriots marched on the Capitol Again? today or yesterday. Um, in, it was just this bizarre scene of these people in formation, like, like military formation, like scary. This is like scary. It was scary. What are, like, people, what, this happened today? It was yesterday, I think. Oh, yesterday? It was like people, and it wasn't even barely on the news because it wasn't like, they didn't do anything really, but it was like posted in all of my collapse things because, you know, I'm sure they'll talk about it in like a couple days or something on Monday. It was people in these weird military outfits with big flags and like a military formation and like, like Templar shields, like big medieval like looking shields. And then the funniest thing is that on Twitter, everyone started like arguing and saying that they were that it was another it was Antifa or the feds and it wasn't actually the like alt-right people because like they want to believe it's yeah I did see the JFK people are still in Dallas they're still there they're staying at Airbnbs in Dallas there's a whole group that's still there and there's some cult leader there guy I don't remember his name but there is someone there who is another who is like a more or less a Q cult leader who was there in Dallas, and then they went to the Christmas parade, I guess. Isn't that getting dangerous? Because aren't they talking about, like, killing themselves or killing yeah, people or something? I just, it's not great. It's not great. Don't they have jobs and lives? I think they just gave them up. And I don't, Clapstool, yeah, I don't know how they can afford to just stay in Dallas and pretend that JFK Jr. is coming back. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't remember it because I listened to like eight different podcasts about all of this over the weekend. And I just I think I oversaturated myself because I was so I was just so disappointed with humanity. I was like, I think I'm done. Like, I think I reached the wall. I think like like I love listening to this stuff. But at one point, like I had to stop one of my podcasts and just be like, I'm just going to listen to some orchestral music. Just calm down. Just take it. Because I just, I couldn't do it. I just, there's so much. It's it's gotten to the point where, and it gets, it's too scary. Like these people marching in military formations, I'm just like, okay, I'm scared enough. Like when, when do they all go, oh, it was a phase, you know? (laughs) Like they don't. 
They're not. They don't. Well, if they stay there long enough, I might have to go to Dallas at the end of January for something. So I can go check it out. You should. They're still there. They're still there. Oh, that's him, Jerry. That's him. Negative 48. That's it. Because, oh my God, because there's some, the, I don't even, like, I want to just jump off a bridge. Like the negative 48 comes from some stupid numerology thing. With, like, a bunch of words. Like, it's not... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't even make sense. It's not even worth caring about why it's called that. But I listened to the explanation of why it was called that. And I just wanted... I just wanted to go away. <laughs> well, yeah, because they, like... I've I've listened to them try to inject logic into why they believe. Like, you know, JFK's coming back from the dead. And it sounds like nonsense. And it's always math where they're just like... Yeah. 14 like, means this in this culture. Like six plus divided by seven. Is and then two. it equals... Blech. The number of the yeah. beast. Oh. <laughs> yeah. ah. oh my yeah. gosh. So it's, I would love a chance to interview these people. I genuinely would. Like, again, like if we ever have like a budget for spooky scouts, that would be something I would want to do is interview these people because I'm, it's like, I'm fascinated by it, but I'm also just like, I'm starting to get like depressed by it. So yeah, gotta take a step back sometimes from doing, doing the good work. Doing the good work. Mm-hmm. Well, legitimately, if I, if I have to go to Dallas and they're still there, I will go talk to somebody. Yeah, maybe you like, can, I will go find them. Maybe you can find JFK Jr. Oh yeah, I'll probably yeah. be the one that ri- that causes him to rise from the dead. <laughs> what, if you, what if you? How come no one's gone there in like a silicone mask of like JFK Jr.? Ooh. How come no one's done? <laughs> Or just claimed or that they're possessed yeah. by the spirit. No, they've of JFK done that. Jr. No, because they oh, the negative forty eight guy they think they think is JFK Junior like reincarnated. I'm not even kidding. Like they are not even reincarnated. They like say that he's him. I'm not even kidding. Like they're like, oh, his voice sounds like JFK Junior. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, my I'm not god. even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Yup. I'll just study all of his preferences and then be like, I also enjoy my steak medium rare. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe I am him, and he has possessed. Just wear me. like your that dress and a JFK Junior silicone mask and be like, I am he. I am he. I have risen. Yeah. Well, yes. People do need a break from the internet, and like I find this stuff fascinating, but I also know when it starts to cause me mental health problems. So I'm like, yeah. oh no, I'm gonna take a break. So. That's what I feel about the news sometimes. I just kind of am like, goodbye, I can't deal with this. Yeah. So I have <laughs> a bunch of art that I need to make in the next like couple weeks. So it's time for a little bit of, a little bit of a detox. I think a little vacation from from all of it will be a little bit helpful. But if you go to Dallas, you need to interview people. <laughs> I will oh yeah. I got the tiny mic and everything. Mm-hmm. I will use it. I'm not afraid to use it. And I'm like, I don't care. Like when I go to like the Bigfoot convention, I didn't want to use it because I don't want people to feel like I'm not taking them seriously. Yeah. But I 100% want these people to know I'm not taking them <laughs> seriously. So yeah, that's fine. Yes. No, I respect people's belief in things that are mysterious and cryptids and things like that. This is not the same thing. This is not the yes, same not. thing at all. This is a this is dangerous. No one is dangerous for believing in Bigfoot. Like no, no, they're fine. Yeah, they. I'm not scared of them being dangerous. This is dangerous. So, anyway, that's my update. Yeah, what's going on with the moon? What's going on with the moon, Kayla? So we this <laughs> oh, no. Oh my God. So this week, um, so I've been using 
I was using a list of like paranormal slash whatever books for this season's choice of books, and they all turned out to be hot garbage, except for like, the Madame Blavatsky straight, one. Straight heart. Well, she was just kind of hot. Yeah, garbage. she was. Yeah, no, she's a mess. <laughs> she's a mess. But like, I am. That one was more interesting, and I don't think a blaze was that bad. Like, it was just written in a way, like, it was too repetitive. Yeah. But I a, think it was because of the time it was written. Yeah, and Blaze was old. This book is just dumb. Like, it's just repetitive. It's not very good. It says a lot of the same information that I've already researched before, like, on our, because we already did an episode on the moon. And I yeah. was really hoping to get some more information that we could talk about, but there's, like, literally nothing. Yeah, there's nothing to be gleaned from this book. I have some bookmarks of things. Yeah. And as I've told Holly, so the the book we're talking about, which whose title I have forgotten. Hang on, I have to turn it's on my the secret, ancient Kindle. It's the secret influence of the moon. And here is a, a graphic that Float Away Lily made, <laughs> which is amazing. We're going to put it down here in our evidence area. If you feel like zooming in on that. Float Away Lily went all out and made a whole conspiracy board, which my favorite says that someone wrote Kingdom Hearts. What's it say? Yeah, it's Madame Blavatsky, <laughs> Madame Blavatsky inspired Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Because <laughs> she's brought up in the Moon Book. And oh I was God. like, whoa. So to st- I started off strong with this book because I bought it when Holly and I picked it out months ago. And it lived on my kitchen table for a really long time. And then I lost it oh, like a week before I wanted to start it. So I had to purchase it again. <laughs> and I, so I bought it on this old Kindle. Like I have one of these old, old Kindles. Like, whoa. Yeah, that is an old one. So I took bookmarks and stuff, but I don't know how to use this thing. So it's been interesting all around. It's, it's a terrible book. It's just, I'm sorry that people had to read this. <laughs> well, and it's like, there was so much information here about, there's a whole section about Darwin. Yeah, oh my god, the tra- Okay, so and I was like, like, what are you talking about? Why does this have anything to do with the moon? Like, why are you I com- literally complaining about Darwin being a bro? They were like, Darwin I- <laughs> drank a lot and had a lot of parties. And I was like, what? It was so bad. Like, I-, I turned to Jack after I read that section and I was like, dude, this guy just spent 20 pages talking about Charles Darwin and how, despite the fact that he studied evolution, married his first cousin and was confused why all of his children were messed up. And then at the end of the statement was like, I can't talk about this actually interesting guy though, because I don't have enough time. And I'm like, why are you talking? Yes. It was also judgmental. I'm like, they didn't know that kind of stuff back then. Like, or, or like it wasn't stigmatized. I don't know. Like, yeah, he basically was like, despite doing this, they chose to marry first cousins anyway. Interesting. The whole book was like him being like, huh, but I am smarter than that. And I am better. And like at one point he talks about when he explored different like um, spiritual avenues in his life. Like he talks about theosophy, <laughs> Sorry, like pursuing fl- that. Float away, Lily said, can't have a pseudoscience book without an unnecessary mention of eugenics. <laughs> yes, there's a whole thing about eugenics where he was like, at the time, eugenics was okay. And then the Nazis ruined it. And I was like, what is what is the moon where's the moon i just literally wanted information on the actual moon <laughs> uh as uh, you know how there's a giant moon on the cover of this book i thought that there would be more inside of it yeah but alas oh but alas so anyway just tell just complain some more just go ahead oh my god Com- okay but no like literally that whole chapter where he was like uh, 
I spent a large chunk of my life pursuing different spiritual avenues, including theosophy, which is dumb, and this other one, which is also dumb. And one time I went to a meeting about this, and it was boring. And I was like, I, I super don't care. Like, I did not pick up this book and go, wow, I can't read to, can't wait to read this guy's autobiography about his entire life. And Holly, yeah. <laughs> so you skipped you skipped the intro. I didn't read right? it because I I started reading the intro and I was like, ooh, don't like this, so I just skipped it. <laughs> I I I like giving the intro shot because usually it would summarize what's to come, right? But this intro went on a ten page like plot summary of the movie Moon from like two thousand nine or whatever. Yes, it just was like so the film Moon directed by David Bowie's son is a great movie about the moon. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just go watch this. So I tried to skip through his description of it. And it's like 15 pages. And by the way, the best thing that came out of reading this stupid ass book was the fact that I watched that movie. It was really good. (laughs) Uh, Can you imagine being the editor for this book? I don't think it had an editor. There's no editor. I don't think it had an editor. He was going, he basically reached the page count that he needed to get this book published. Yeah. And he tried really hard to do so by repeating himself. I don't, over and over and I don't over think there was an editor. And L.R. Carlton asked, uh, have you heard of the moon being a space station made by negative ETs? I believe they covered it in there. Like kind of, but not enough. Like No, there's there's, there's the thing is, is like I was expecting I watched I wanted to present everyone with a lot of the moon mysteries, so I actually do have a bunch of things to tell everyone about how mysterious and weird the moon is, but yes. they were not covered in this book. <laughs> it's it's so dumb. Yeah. Like, I think the, the book covers, like, the moon. It makes people crazy. Yeah. Lunacy. Luna. Moon. And then it goes into, like, mythology of the moon. And then it's like, it does go over the moon being hollow and how, like, when there are things that have crashed into it, like, during the Apollo mission, yes. stuff has crashed in the moon and it rang like a hollow gong. Yes. And uh, the topical lunar phenomenon that did you get, that's that's one of the interesting things that I learned about and did some more research on, which is the, that they did talk about in this book, which is the topical lunar phenomenon, which is scientists, including astronomers and amateur astronomers, all see the lights appearing and disappearing on the moon. All of them. It actually has a name. It's topical lunar phenomenon. So they're just like, oh, it's gases or reflection of light or whatever. So like scientists are just saying it's probably gases or something coming from the moon, but it could be aliens. It could be, but it's it's a really interesting term, and it happens all the time. So that I found really interesting, and they did talk about it briefly in this book. So I learned one word from this book. There you go. So that's something. Early on, he talks about the the moon hollow stuff, which I think was one of the more interesting things from the book because I felt like the rest was it was just straight conjecture and like you know like dumb basic science facts like there's a whole chapter of course on like the moon and women's menstrual cycles (laughs) and like gestation periods and i was like please stop like this is not that's not what i signed up for at all don't need to hear this yeah i would like to hear more of the actual legitimate things that you learned and i could tell you about the movie moon which ruled (laughs) it was awesome yeah i mean in general it's just a really interesting like there, how much we don't know about the moon, we still don't know how it was formed. Like, 
literally, we don't know how the moon was formed. Like, the, right now is the, the giant impact theory is the most common. They actually talk about this in the book, which is the giant impact theory, but says the latest version of the giant... I'm going to just read this little passage because it's actually not dumb. <laughs> Thank God. The latest version of the giant impact theory involves a young, partially molten Earth possessed of a fully formed core and mantle and a Mars-sized body with a mass possibly greater than Mars itself, also with a fully formed core and mantle. Some scientists refer to the impactor as Theia, which I didn't know either. Theia mm -hmm. being the mother of the Greek lunar deity Selena. The event itself is said to have occurred about 4.45 billion years ago, during the final stages of the formation of the solar system, when large violent collisions were the rule rather than the exception. When the object struck Earth, not directly, but in a side-swiping manner, it knocked it from an upright to a leaning position, which is why our planet has an axle tilt of 23.5 degrees. Which is more, it caused an explosion with the equivalent power of a trillion hydrogen bombs, a portion of the debris ejected by the explosion, primarily consisting of mantle material from the impactor and the Earth, remained in Earth orbit. There it took on the form of a full or partial ring, which over the period of about a century coalesced to form the moon. It took tens of millions of years before the moon's magma oceans finally solidified. Um, and that's the best <clears throat> that's the best theory they have right now on how the actual moon was made. It says, as for the theory's weaknesses, there are many. It would be impossible to address them all here. And I'm like, well, you could because you spent you 500 pages talking about why Darwin married his cousin. <laughs> but that aside, it says, for the theory to have been basis in fact, it ba any have any basis in fact, it would mean that the Earth was once covered in a magma ocean and that so too was the moon. We are told the giant impact in question inflicted such immense damage to the Earth that its shape was left greatly distorted and that it's quote-unquote spilled its guts for and for billions of years afterwards its surface remained covered in a magma ocean, yet not a single shred of evidence exists to support the idea that the Earth possessed a magma ocean early in its history. That said, we know little about the early geolog geological history of our planet because plate tectonics have erased such evidence. There, there were magma oceans on the moon, though. Like, that's that's 100% true. Because he does go over that in the, the hollow Earth section about, like, you know, when when these explode these planned collisions happen to the moon, yeah, the the sound would not it would it would kind of like react in a way like a gong, or and then it would get absorbed mm -hmm. into the center of the moon because the moon like has some kind of like molten core or yeah. had some kind of yeah, molten core, it so still does. It still does have a molten core. That's which <laughs> molten core. I always think of wow, but yeah, it still does. <laughs> It still does have, it still does. It's not like Earth's, I don't think it's as liquid as Earth's or something, but right. it does have one. But it, yeah, so it that says was the difference. here that the fact that, so the moon rocks they brought back from the Apollo mission says the fact that moon rocks and Earth rocks share identical oxygen isotope signatures is another reason to be doubtful of the giant impact theory. After all, the theory presupposes that the impactor originated from somewhere else in the solar system and hence possessed a unique oxygen isotope signature. That the data shows otherwise puts the theory on extremely shaky ground. Are we to believe that the impactor shared a similar orbit to the Earth, occupied that orbit for many millions of years, and then somehow ended up striking the Earth? As the, British, as the British geologist Ted Neild explained in an article discussing the giant impact theory, it would be extremely unlikely that a wandering impactor would just happen to possess exactly the same oxygen isotope profile as the object it hit. It's interesting. Yeah, because there's so many things about it, like, because I, later on, 
maybe in the same section, he talks about how some astronomers believe that the Earth and the Moon deserve to be classified as a double planet system as opposed to planet satellite because there are other... He talks about Mars's moon, uh, is it Phobos? And how yes. similar it like orbits very similarly to the moon, but it's like shaped. Ob- it's like shaped like a potato. Yeah, he said, and I like for some reason lost my shit at that. I'm like potato. Um, and how it's like orbiting, and it's every I think every year it's getting six feet closer yes. to Mars, and it's eventually going to collide. Yeah, our but moon's like, getting farther away every year. The moon gets two inches further away from Earth. That's a, yeah. So eventually, the moon's just going to be like wee <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> but it's like it's it's. The perfect size, it's the perfect shape. It's it's wild that eclipses can happen, like solar eclipses, the fact that it can perfectly block out the sun. Yeah. He goes on a rant about that, which is very interesting, actually. It is very unique in our in our in our galaxy. It's very unique to have a moon. And one of the things that they actually said too in the book was that it's almost big enough to where we're a binary planet. Like, they said the yeah, moon's almost yeah. big enough to be considered another planet because so many moons are so much smaller than the planets. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, the yeah, because they said it would be a double planet system because it does, because the moon te- does not technically orbit Earth. They, they orbit, we yeah. orbit each other. So that's another thing. Our day, if we didn't have the moon... Like, I watched a whole bunch of, like, documentaries on the moon, too, because I was like, I just want some facts, please. Oh, my God. Something um, more interesting. Yeah, while I was, like, highlighting passages. But, like, it, if we didn't have the moon, our days would last six hours. The moon actually makes our days longer by slowing down the orbit of Earth or the rotation of the Earth, which I thought was really interesting. This is the moon's responsible for my eight-hour workdays. Thanks a lot, moon. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but like, Appreciate life would have evolved completely different if we hadn't didn't have the moon. So, and it's so perfectly aligned with everything. I think that's why everyone thinks it's so bizarre and why it might be hollow and all this stuff is because it is such a such a coincidence, you know. Hmm. Yeah, and I thought I think one thing I did learn that I didn't know before was about. The fact that the crust of the moon varies, like it's mm-hmm. thinner. Yeah, it's thinner on some sides than others. And they did you did did you ever? Or I don't know if they talked about this book, but they talked about it in one of the things I was watching. Is that the reason they think that the crust is thinner on the Earth side of the moon is because of that impact theory? Earth was like boiling and really really hot for a lot longer than the moon was, so it actually like burnt down the crust on one side of the moon. Whoa. And so the other side was cold and one side was hot. So the hot side got a lot thinner. And I was like, that makes sense. I don't know. That does. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, it's a big moon wants you to think. Yes. Uh, Flumpton said that there's a movie coming out called Moonfall from the director of Independence Day. And it has the moon crash into the earth. Yes. That sounds Ooh. terrible. I want to watch it. Yeah, I want to watch that. That's my jam. Ugh. Those are my favorite kinds of movies. I hope it has a has an epic orchestral score and an important speech by a president. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, if you're about to get hit by the moon, he better give a good yeah. speech there at the end. Yeah. I hope the uh, moon is played by Bill Pullman. Oh, my God. <laughs> can I go on a moon interlude and tell you about this movie? Because yes. I, I, ju- okay. I dove into watching it. I'm going to put the chickens to bed while you do that. Okay. I'll be right back. So, spoilers, everyone. I'm going to tell you about the film Moon. Okay, I'll be back. Chicken time. Chicken time. Oh, so, this... Too. 
I I did not go back afterwards and fully read the intro because the the intro goes on to describe the entirety of the movie and pers- presumably the context for why he decided to talk about this movie because in my opinion it had nothing to do with anything in the book other than it occurred on the moon. There was literally nothing. It was very it was a very good film. I highly recommend it. It was kind of like that realistic futurism where it's kind of like dirty and the machinery looked appropriate for like mid 2000s like when it came out. It was 2000 was it 2009? But it it was really good. It was about the fact that we were able to come up with a clean energy alternative by mining on the moon. And the company that made it only needed to man the equipment with one guy. So there was one guy up there, which to me, I was like, that is questionable from the start because what if he gets hurt? But there's like a robot, of course, that's helping him. But I think ethically you'd need more than one person. But so basically he's up there for three years and he's coming to the end of the time that he needs to be there. And he starts kind of seeing things like he sees like a teenage girl and he sees an old man and he he's starting to get concerned. He ends up crashing while going out to check on some equipment and he wakes up inside the station again by the robot. And then he things are weird again. He still feels weird and he ends up finally getting into his little doom buggy and going back to look around the crash site for where he originally crashed. Let me fill you back in, Holly. So there's this guy on the moon and yeah, he's Yeah, I know. I remember clean, clean as energy. I was putting the chickens and lifting their fuzzy butts into their coop. <laughs> I remember this movie. It's with the robot with a smiley face, right? Yeah, yeah. the smiley face is so cute. Yeah, I remember um, this movie. So yes, I'm, I'm good. I'm caught up. Excellent. So basically he goes back to the crash site where he crashed and he finds himself and then he brings himself back to the station and gets him fixed up. And then over the course of like all these conflicts going on, he, they discover that they're actually clones of the first man who was sent up there to mine. And the company basically does not want to pay to train or onboard or keep people on the moon. So they just clone the same guy over and over and the clones deteriorate after three years. So they like go under and there's like hundreds of clones. And basically I have no idea at all why the guy brought this movie up because it has nothing to do with the moon being hollow or anything about the moon other than it occurs on the moon. It just basically made me more sad about capitalism and the fact <laughs> that your employer will never take care of you. They would rather clone you yeah. and just like, you know, because then they don't have to train anybody mm-hmm. or pay for anything so they because they die. could just clone you and unethically like implant you with memories of and like make you depressed and who cares? Cause it's a clone. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I got from that movie, but it's very good. Very, very well done. Yeah, but I can't remember. He thought he was, like, alone there, right? Yeah, like, because they, they just man it with one, with, like, one guy. Yeah, um, and he thought he was, like, oh, I'm, like, alone here. And, like, he just keeps finding his clones over and over. <laughs> yeah, he finds the one, and then they, like, go down underneath. Yeah. And they find, like, all of the clones lined up, ready to be woken up. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so sad, because if you think about it, like, at one point he calls Earth... Because he also thought that he couldn't communicate with Earth, and mm-hmm. they were just jamming the signal. And he calls and hits hits his daughter, who, when when the original guy went up there, was three years old, mm-hmm. but she's a teenager now. So all this time, 
He thought he was going to go home. He thought he was this guy mm-hmm. and he was going to see his three-year-old daughter. And it was very sad because it's like, oh, that's not me. That's not my life. But that's what I believe it is. And now I'm going to die because yeah. I only live for three years. Yeah, it's a sad movie. It's very interesting. Uh, I would I would read it or watch it, but I, I still don't know why it was in this book. Yeah. It- <laughs> Bizarre. I don't know. It has the moon in it. The moon stars in the film Moon. Yeah, it's got the word moon in it. I just, again, I think it, you were right. It's just like some sort of word count. Like, they're like, what if I just talk about stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I, just I gotta mention things. He mentions other it. movies in here, too. Like, for no reason. He's just like, like the film Blood Loop. And I'm like, you gotta stop, dude. This does not make you sound smarter when you just mention no. pop culture references. No, it sure doesn't. It just makes you sound like like all of the like Alex Jones people who that's like the only thing that they can <laughs> believe in is like movies and celebrities coming back to life. Uh gosh. I'm trying to think if I had anything. I it's just bizarre because like like we were mentioning, it goes over a lot of historical figures involved in like parascience and like any you know different like he talks about madame blavatsky Mm -hmm. and different stuff like that because i guess in a lot of ways those people are finding some semblance of like spiritual connection to the moon or like thinking beyond themselves and the moon's involved somehow but not really with a lot of those people it really wasn't so i i wasn't really sure what he was getting at with like a lot of this book it didn't have the connection to the moon yeah, it didn't, it didn't, no. And that's, I mean, it, that's unfortunate. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, like, these publishers, like, I don't know, at least, like, whoever published this, it's Destiny Books in Rochester, Vermont. Like, they just are like, oh, you wrote a metaphysical book about the moon? Publish it. Like, Publish. Just, uh, yes, just, yep, click, yep. But, like, Did you- it is sustainable, <laughs> it was it was a sustainable forestry initiative that's good that's good yeah did you read the part where like this was where it totally went off the rails and i couldn't anymore was when he was like he said he tried to contact some scientist and when he did he like called someone in australia with that name yes oh my god it was yes. the wrong guy yes <laughs> yes and then he just was like yeah we made we became friends i guess yeah, Which he was just friends like, now. Well, like, he was like, I had, it was the wrong guy, and the wrong guy was like, well, hey, since you're talking to me, can you call this other guy for me and tell him that, like, my mom died? <sighs> and so he did, and then he was like, just like an atom with its electron and neutron, I was bouncing between these two strangers. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, he just, like, related it to, like, atoms for no reason. And I was like, so this had no, literally no, no purpose, no relevance at all. Yeah. It had no relevance. It had no relevance at all. Float away, li- float miss- away Lily. He just says that they lost it. Yeah, it was so stupid. I was like, uh, what the fuck? I mi- I'm starting to miss Kiwani right now. And that's really upsetting to me. <laughs> well, we should start a rating system for these books. Like, oh, I give this one negative two stars. Negative, negative two, negative two clones. Negative two clones out of five. <laughs> out of five. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the moon topic is interesting. It's just it was not presented well. Yeah, and I think, like you were saying, it's a lot of stuff that we already know. Like, basic, like, 
the moon affects uh, the tides and mm-hmm. the moon is facing a, like there's a side facing away uh, blah 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 uh it is perfectly sized to block out the sun also mm-hmm. there are all these gods in the pantheons that have to do with the moon and people map the stars i'm like no shit yeah like <laughs> duh yeah yeah it's very yeah Yep, it was bad. It was bad, y'all. Sorry. Sorry. We, we picked better <laughs> the books next for the future. The next season is going to have better books. We promise. We're going to vet them beforehand so that we're not all surprised. Though it is funny when it's like a really wild one, like the Bigfoot one. I think that one was very, at least, like, humorously enjoyable. That, was good. that one was good. So I feel like... We need some more of those, but we also are going to do a couple other ones. Like, Kayla has one about books made of human skin, mm-hmm. which I'm excited to read. And I just picked up this one, which is apparently the quintessential book on alien abduction, which is Human Encounters with Aliens Abduction. I'm and so it's, excited for that it one. It also won the Pulitzer Prize, so you know it's not just BS. <laughs> And uh, it was uh, written by Johnny Mac, MD. So it was written by a doctor and won the Pulitzer Prize. So this is not just written by, like, doobie-doos, like, scooby-doos, paranormal publishing company. (laughs) Scooby-doos. Yeah, we will will share info about the books after we vet them and make sure they're not bad. Yeah. (laughs) And then we will tell you and, like, you know, announce with time to read them and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, we're I love the garbage books too, Float Away Lily. They're yeah, incredible. They're so we're not gonna we're not gonna give up on on the garbage ones. We're just going to have a few more that are just a little bit more interesting mixed in with the garbage ones. So Yeah, I think that's what worked for the Bigfoot one was it was like it it was garbage and it went full tilt into it. This guy seems like he's writing a college essay. And yeah, and that's like, why it's boring. That's why it was yeah, boring. It's bad. Because I don't like I would much rather read the Bigfoot book and be like, oh my God, sexy Bigfoot's walking into this guy's house rather than like reading a college essay where you have to meet the word count, you know? It was, it was just, it was a bad time had by everyone. Yeah. I feel like I I have some more bookmarks in here and I'm like, is any of it interesting? Food for the moon. Yeah, there was something, did you catch where he went on that rant about like, electromagnetic magnetic waves like he was basically like no bad 5g's bad oh my god yeah <laughs> i was like okay yeah there's a lot of red flags <laughs> where i'm like i'm almost thinking that this guy is like in the desert thinking that jfk might be coming back oh 100 yeah. percent. he's the, he's in dallas right now yeah oh, oh yeah Why, yes it. wi-fi kills plants float away lily that was Wi-Fi. It. yeah i found it you i will read this to you okay i'm ready um let me go back it all comes page. back to 5G and JFK Jr. <laughs> it would be ignorant to think that humans, contrary to virtually every other living thing, lack the capacity to sense the Earth's magnetic field. Although we may not be as highly attuned to geomagnetic processes as our forebears perhaps were, uh-huh. or to the profound extent that animals and insects are, our connection to the Earth's magnetic field is a very deep one. We are electromagnetic beings living in an electromagnetic universe. That's a song. (laughs) The powers that be continue to suppress and deny the negative impact that cell phones, smart meters, Wi-Fi, and other such devices have on human health, both mental and physical, even though all the evidence screams to the contrary. I've seen plants sicken and die as a consequence of being in close proximity to these devices and their powerful electromagnetic fields. 
I used to have a Wi-Fi modem in my own household until the headaches and restlessness became unbearable and I decided to get it switched off. No. My health health improved almost immediately. It's been suggested, by the way, that the excessive amount of electromagnetic pollution in our environment may be interfering with our ability to sense the Earth's magnetic field. Okay. (laughs) So I was like, he saved that for like the end of the book, by the way. He's like, I'm not going to hold, like, I, I got to know when to hold them and when to fold them here. I can't scare them <laughs> off immediately. Got to throw that in, though. But, yeah, this was after talking about, like, you know, homing pigeons and, and birds that can migrate yeah. using the magnetic field. And, like, there was, like, something about how people used to be more in tune with Earth because they slept naked under the moon. Oh and God. I was like, yeah, please, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone's chatting about how cell phones will kill you. Yeah, I heard that if you are if you keep a cell phone in your pocket, your balls fall off. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> everyone's balls are gonna fall off. Just you wait. Just mine already fell off. Damn. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Damn. <laughs> Not yet. Uh yeah, you don't yeah, sleep. It's... Yeah, you don't you need to sleep naked in the rain. That's why we're all in Oh, yeah. We need to go yep. out and sleep in the rain under the moon. That's what I learned. Mm-hmm. I need to soak up those moon rays. Except also, he has a whole... It's it's just... On top of everything else, it's contradictory. So it's like, uh, you gotta sleep naked under the moon to, like, tap into the electromagnetic fields. But also, don't sleep naked under the moon because then you'll go crazy. Like, there's this big thing about lunacy yeah. and, like, insanity. And did you see the section about, like, like serial killers yes yeah the who were tied yeah. to the moons and i was like please this was just it was just pointless <sighs> basically he had a bunch like it literally felt like a college essay i feel like i've i've done this where i'm like yes i have to write about the moon i'm out of ideas google's moon moon and serial killers <laughs> moon and like there are important parts where it was like my favorite name for the moon is and i'm like stop it i'm going to die <laughs> like yeah it was very yeah it was not great it was not great like i can view popular highlights on this book i have 10 there are 10 popular highlights enough people have read this book for it to have 10 popular highlights on kindle okay and they're all just science facts like the the period between consecutive full moons is an average of 29 and a half days the science facts are interesting and they are in there so like if you get as far as the science facts and don't get as far as the 5g then you're like oh great but then you get to the 5g and you're like oh no (laughs) oh no (laughs) where am i where am i uh and then it talks some a lot of people highlighted zero point field which again Mm -hmm. interesting science facts even if you even if you emptied space of all matter and energy, you would not be left with total nothingness. Right. What would remain is the zero-point field, a sea of subatomic activity consisting of particles popping in and out of existence. Interesting. Yeah. Why don't you write a book about that, my guy? <laughs> like, Yeah. But I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it's there were lots of things, like you said, where they were, like, he was talking about stuff, and then all of a sudden we'd be like, well, we're not going to talk about that. I'm like, wait, no, yeah. go back. No, go back. That's probably because he doesn't actually know about them. I cannot, I, I will never recover from the literal 50 pages about Charles Darwin and how he stole from, like, another person and married his first cousin and yada, 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 and all of his family. And, like, the connection that he yeah. made to do this rant was apparently, like, people in Charles Darwin's family studied the moon. I know. Sure. That's, that's it. And then it was, like, 
like a good it felt like a good quarter of the book <laughs> it's like uh yeah yes i know i a college essay is the best way to describe it it was not great but there were some good science facts and i just i think i wanted more nonsense i would have enjoyed it more if there was more nonsense yeah. I agree. I was hoping to get to, honestly, I kept skipping through and flipping through and looking because I was really hoping he was going to argue for the moon to be hollow and filled with aliens. Yes. Like, yes, that's what yeah, I was looking yes, for. Yes. I was like, when are you going to get to that? And yeah. you never did. Yeah. Like, it was, like, bad, but then it didn't even get fun. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing fun no. at all. Because... Because I was like, oh, Holly will, will do the nice science stuff. I will look for the weird stuff. And it was nothing. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I do think we should move into story time now that we've... Or do you have any more uh, burning complaints before we go on? Oh, my God. No, I just hated that book. I'm sorry, everyone. I will say, I think the... Well, the I mean, Lily interesting... made us a whole a whole infographic for it, so... I know. I appreciate that. That did help yeah. my, my burned soul. There's also I think a the video, only... I believe, that uh, is on YouTube if you want to see a closer look. Yes, I will drop a link for that in the Discord or Float Away Lily if you want to share that in the main oh, channel. See, Float Away Lily said that they saw a book on Amazon with the title The Moon is Hollow and Aliens Rule the Skies. Like, that's what we should have read. That's great. That sounds I don't know. Perfect. This one says The Secret Influence of the Moon, Alien Origins, and Occult Powers. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. None of that. I think the only thing that... The, the only interesting thing this man said in this whole freaking book was like at the beginning, like on page four, when he, he said, at the age of five, I began to think of the moon as an artificial and inhabited object, a huge cavern filled nest constructed by giant insects. Whoa! Like all children, I was intrigued by insects and their dwellings of particular interest to me were the wasps nest that appeared frequently on the ceiling of my father's shed, the most common of which were the urn shaped ones made from gray colored clay. I asked myself, could the moon have been constructed by wasp-like creatures? The idea was not an implausible one. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty dope, actually. Yeah. Like, if giant space insects built the moon. I like why that. Why didn't you roll with that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Starship troopers, come on. You could have you done this. You had one job, and you messed it up. So that that's my last complaint, is that would have been a cooler plot. I know, I agree. Um, or so, if said that my mother doesn't like the pets getting too close to the microwave, for example, of, like, fears of things like cell phones. Well, my mm -hmm. bird Paco loves the microwave, and he would for sure be super dead if the microwave was dangerous, because he just walks up and beeps to it every day. So... <laughs> Paco is the best yeah, old man. he's the best. It's time for Fact or Fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact fiction, or somewhere in between. Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. All right. My name is Lily. My grandmother has told me some stories about dreams or visions she's had before. For my anthropology class, I've been interviewing her and my grandpa about their religion. I'd heard this story once before, and I had her tell me it again after our interview, so it's pretty fresh in my mind. In her church, they do a lot of genealogy, and she absolutely loves doing it. In my grandparents' office, there's paper upon papers of family trees 
and notes her mother had written with names and birthdays of random family members. Around the time she first joined the church, she was working on her father's line. Her great-grandfather's name was Jacob, and she'd never met him or seen pictures of him before, but he appeared to her in a dream. She said that she felt like she knew him, and he had papers in his hand. Behind him are tons of people, all of them being different members of a family who'd passed away. Jacob was trying to give her these papers, telling her, you're missing somebody, you're missing this person, you're missing them. The dream freaked her out so much, she packed up her genealogy and stopped for a while. Years later, her uncle paid for her and her sister to fly back to Michigan, which is where she'd grown up. He took them to different graveyards, where the family members were buried. Her uncle pulled off to the side of the road in the cemetery. There was a large stone with Jacob's name on it. My grandma stepped out of the truck and into the into a grassy area. She looked down to see a tiny tombstone saying, Baby Jacob. She asked who it was. Her uncle told her it was Jacob's baby who had died early. There weren't any records of him since he only lived a short time. She realized who she was missing and what the dream was trying to tell her. Ew, no, gross. <laughs> Oh, no, the dead baby. <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. I don't like that. And that sounds like Mormons. <laughs> that sounds like Mormons to me. Mormons love genealogy. I think it's I think they're talking about the Mormon church. They love it. I don't know why. They just love genealogy. I don't get it. It's a fact. They're just into it's, it. Yeah, they're just into it. <laughs> it's a fact. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a fact to me. Like, it sounds like a weird, spooky ghost dream about that. And... I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like a fact. I think it's fact, sure. Well, you got it. Oh, this one is got fact. It. It's a fact. Are those Mormons? You were right. Those Mormons. They uh, love the Lily, genealogy. Lily does not clarify if it's Mormons or not, but does say, <laughs> I have a few other stories about strange visions she'd had. My grandpa's mother apparently also had foresight and predicted a train crash, so oh. I guess I just come from a line of mystical ladies. I love it. No, Alu... Illuma is is Lillian. They said, yeah, I submitted it. And yes, uh, they're Mormon. My grandma gets spooky ghost dreams. Yes. That's awesome. That is awesome. No, that's super cool. And uh, yeah, dreams are wild like that. I've had things happen in dreams and then have them happen in real life. So don't like that. Oh, I wish that would happen for me. No, you don't. (laughs) Because it's never good things. You do not. No, no, no. I have good dreams. That's good. Like, if I had a dream where I'm like, I found some money, I'd be like, hell yeah. But it's never that. (laughs) It's never that. Alas. Alas. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Lily, for sending a story. Uh, Kayla, you ready? I am ready. This one comes from Alpha Doom, and there is a little note at the beginning because uh, Alpha Doom wanted to clarify, I sent this triangle ghost story in September 2020 that was read on the show sometime after and referenced it in the story of the weird car trip that was read on season three, episode seven. If you want to read it on the show again, go for it. I don't have it pulled up, but if you want to reference it, that's where it is. If you want to refresh on context, I remember this one. I remember it. So Alpha Doom goes on. Leading up to this night, I was off my meds for severe anxiety and panic disorder for the last three days because I ran out and my insurance was being difficult. So my girlfriend was being very supportive and we were hanging out till late into the night. When we went to get her home, we took a long back road that goes through some wooded areas and past an old abandoned ranch. We often leave around midnight or 1am and usually we never see anyone. That night, however, I saw a figure walking on the side of the road near the old ranch. There's a retirement community next door, but I thought it was really weird if an old person was walking around at this time of night. As we got closer, I noticed the figure has their arms outstretched and there was some form of cloth material making them almost triangle shaped. 
I then realized the figure was not just walking towards us, but seemed to be walking to intercept us. My girlfriend and I screamed, holy shit, and I swerved to not hit them. But in the moment that they were in my headlights and inches from the passenger, we saw they had no face, pale no. as paper. Even though I dodged them, it still seemed like they were reaching out to try and get into the car or touch us or something. I asked my girlfriend if she saw their face, but she corroborated, saying she didn't see anything. I look in the rearview mirror, and there's no one walking, no one standing where the figure was. We get back to her house, and we sit for a while while we calm down, and I say to her, I hope we don't drive past any more ghosts, to try and laugh it off. No! No! Light switch in the chat. Light switch! <laughs> All the light switches. Ugh. Um, okay, I think this one is is faction. Because I think maybe they saw something, but it wasn't like a faceless person. Like maybe it was just like a cow or a dog or a something. <laughs> I like how fiction is synonymous with light switches. Yeah. Now. <laughs> light switch. Well, I regret to inform you <sighs> this one is 100% real. What? No! It is 100% fact. No! It's fact. No. You got to take that up with Alpha Doom. Alpha no. Doom. I, I, thanks for giving us some more. If if you if you have some stories that we've talked about and you got more, please continue to send them in because this is interesting because I remember Alpha Doom's previous story. No, faceless and all, says the gamer Darius. Yeah. With a triangular piece of cloth or no. something between their arms. No, like, thank that's you. That's pretty creepy. Hard pass. Hard pass. Well, that's I. You got me. You got me. That one got, I thought got. for sure wasn't real, but no, a Dorito ghost. <laughs> yeah, no Dorito, oh, Dorito ghost. ghost. No a cool ranch. That cool ranch. Cool ranch. <laughs> oh my gosh, that cool ranch. I like that one. Those those were good stories. Yeah, those were excellent stories. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're good. I think that's. I think we should. Say say it is a good night night. Oh, Cupcake Valkyrie had something in the chat. It says, when I was younger, I was taught to do the very canned Christian prayer. I, yeah, I, I remember that one. And I used to have nightmares. The night I stopped doing the prayer was the night I stopped having nightmares. <laughs> well, there you go, everyone. There you go. Yeah. Just, uh, that's what, that's what the answer is. Just give up on your weird, uh, you know... OCD, religious trauma, religious trauma and everything's fine. So mm, funny how that goes. Funny how that goes. Yeah. If you have any interesting paranormal experiences during the break, uh, please go on the Discord and tell us or email us at Spooky Scouts. Spooky Scare Spooky Saturday. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got like brain worms from all that stuff that I was listening to. I need to like yeah. It's the moon book. It did it to you. It was. It was awful. the moon book plus the like plus the the JFK Jr. stuff. Like I just, oh my god, I just, <laughs> I don't have it. Like I need a break. This is this is gonna be good for yes. me. I'm just not. I can't look at what they're doing for like the next month. I just can't. I need to actually like just go read a fantasy book and be like, yes, dragons. Yes, dragons. That's good. Yeah. I'm gonna post. We're. Hopefully we can record some Patreon exclusive episodes. I've been trying to put up some content on Patreon. I'll probably put up some more of that story I've been writing on Patreon this week. If you're, if everybody's cool with it, if you yeah. want to read that, I it's spooky. it's great. It's real. Yeah, it's fun. So 
I'll probably throw up some more of that this week. Um, try and get you some more exclusive stuff for for your support, which we really appreciate. Yay! And yeah, I guess our, our focus on the time off is still going to be making stuff. We're just going to be making clothes. Just be making some art, doing some of that stuff, and just uh, eating snacks during the Yule break. Snack time. Oh, and it'll, uh, it'll be good. So I hope that you all have wonderful snacks. Thank you all for your support and kindness and joy of all of these ridiculous adventures we go on in this podcast. And uh, yeah, a great time. We will officially see you in the new year, but we'll see you around anyway. You know, keep your eyes in the sky. And if anything paranormal happens, make sure to report it to us. If it's uh, if you're not actively getting abducted by aliens. And then in that case, please just run away. So yeah. <laughs> So yeah. All right. We'll see you all next time and next season. Okay. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to Patreon.com slash Spooky Scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hens. See you next time, Scouts. And remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know. <laughs> <laughs>